What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? No, I can't. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Off to the races, and he stays on his feet. This is going to go the distance. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Kicking off week three. Yeah, you guys ready? Who's going to win tonight? Yeah. Uh, Steelers. I got to send my picks. Steelers tonight with the win. Wow. Um, how about you, Heath? What do you got? Who you got? Uh, Browns by 11. 11 to 0. Okay. I think there will be a dramatic finish tonight, and the Steelers will win on a walk-off field goal from 48 yards away. Okay. Welcome to the show. We are looking at the week three games. We're giving you the starts and the sits the games we're talking about today, it's going to be the AFC home games plus Monday night football. So that would be Baltimore, New England, Kansas City, Indianapolis, Jacksonville at the Chargers. Are we going to trust the Jacksonville running backs against the run defense that once again looks a little weak? Uh, how about Cincinnati and the Jets? Which Jets are we starting with confidence? San Francisco at Denver. Is this going to be Russell Wilson's, I don't know, coming out party? His first big game for the Broncos? But they don't have it ranked that way. Uh, I got my fingers crossed. <laughs> Raiders at Titans. Will we finally get a big game from one of the running backs? Buffalo at Miami. Can the Dolphins compete? Boy, the last three years have just been complete domination for the Dol- for the Bills over the Dolphins. And, of course, that Dallas Giants game. The Cowboys are 9-1 against the Giants in their last 10 games. I'm Adam Azer with Jamie Eisenberg, who uh, has the start-sit column out with your start of the week and all those things. We'll talk about that in a minute. First, I'd like to introduce the fabulous Heath Cummings. Heath, do you know why you are the, you are the fabulous Heath Cummings today? Um, it has something to do with spending $100 <laughs> on Jimmy Garoppolo in a super flex league. And yeah. I, I wanted to ask on Russell Wilson, is this the best defense he's faced yet this season? Oh, yeah. yes. Yes. <laughs> is that a real question? It's the best offense he's faced too. Uh, he's facing the 49ers on Sunday night. Yes. He spent a hundred percent of his budget on Jimmy Garoppolo. Desperate times. I drafted Trey Lance. This was the one of 
two leagues, I think I drafted Trey Lance. Both were super flex leagues. Worked out fantastic. <laughs> um, and then I waited on quarterback and took Carson Wentz as my second quarterback and did not have a good third quarterback. And so I, I mean, the rest of my team's pretty good. And I thought, you know what? If I don't have a quarterback, it's not going to matter. Let's go get him. All right. Well, listen, I have Jacoby Brissett on my bench, so happy to uh, happy to talk trade with you. Did I, you I, put I a bid in, Adam? You said you were going to. I did put a bid of about thirty-five bucks on. Uh, yeah, I, I bid Garoppolo fifty-one, I think. Okay. Yeah, he he wiped this out. All I, right. I would like to know what the second highest bid was. I know I saw in a different league he went for eighty. So, like, I don't know. We got Garoppolo in our superflex, our ten-team superflex for in the forties, I think. So well, 10, ten and twelve is so much different. Yeah. Players we love this week. Jamie, start it up. Uh, Kirk Cousins. I um, think he's going to bounce back in daytime. Daytime Kirk. Uh, no primetime situation, but obviously a much easier opponent, much easier defense. Uh, he's had a very successful track record against the Lions. Uh, in his last five games, he's averaging just shy of 300 yards passing, 296.4, I believe is the number, uh, with 14 total touchdowns and one interception. So the Lions... As we've seen, they've given up big production to quarterbacks the first two weeks of the season, 24 fantasy points to Jalen Hurts, 33 fantasy points to Carson Wentz. I think Kirk Cousins will fall somewhere in between there. Uh, so he's got top five upside this week taking on Detroit. And you would start Kirk Cousins over? Oh, the uh, esteemed trio, uh, the Hall of Fame trio of Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, and Russell Wilson. Uh, that's not saying very much, though. But he's he's ranked six for me. So I, rank, I, have, I would start him ahead of Kyler. I would start him ahead of Stafford. I would start him ahead of Burrow, uh, Derek Carr. Um, you know, I don't know how far you want me to go, but That's he's good. behind. That works. Basically, what I think is going to be the top five for the rest of the season, and then you have a, you know, six through twelve is going to be fun uh, every week. All right, Heath, who do you like this week or love this week? He froze. Oh come on, really? Where would he go? I'm oh, back. Oh, there he is. What's up, Elsa? Yeah, uh, it's been a um, <laughs> been a little trouble with the internet this morning. But... All right. You know, for they've been put. Who do you, Jamie? Who do you think Heath loves this week? Let's Heath Heath, loves, hop back at hop out and in. He loves Carson Wentz over Russell Wilson the rest of the season. Um, <laughs> no. Who does he love? DJ Moore, I'm sure. I, I don't know about that. I don't know. Right, we'll get him back, Jamie. Who uh, who would you avoid this week? Who would I avoid this week? Uh, the esteemed trio of Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, and Russell Wilson. Um, I would like to avoid AJ Dillon this week if you can. Uh, don't like that matchup for him at all. Um, yeah, well, actually, can I can I pressure on that just a little bit? I mean, what are you thinking about this Bucks run defense? They don't have Akeem Hicks now for a little while, and they haven't really been that great against the run so far, which is surprising. Uh, they Well, uh, I mean, they have and they haven't. You know, it's not like they're giving up big production. They're giving up yards per carry. So, yeah. you know, um, I just... This game just feels like a like a, a nine six game, <laughs> you know. Like it just it's it's so funny. Pete Prisco asks us this. He goes, "Can you imagine this is probably the last time Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers are going to meet each other? Certainly in the regular season." Um, and all we're talking about is how bad their offenses are and the defenses are just so good. I know it's really so, a shame. Um, yeah, I mean, look, I don't think AJ Dillon's a must sit, but I don't think he's going to have a big game. You know, I think there's going to be a lot of Aaron Jones in the passing game. How are you feeling about James Robinson this week against the Chargers? Love him. Um, as as I adjust my rankings, probably by the time you're listening to this, uh, you'll see him a little bit lower. So he's a, he's a flex, um, not a must start guy though. Okay, uh, I'm trying to think just to fill fill the gaps here. I'll give you a player that I love this week. I was not prepared for this. Um, how about, I know he's going to say, and he should say, it, David Montgomery. 
Yeah, I'm not sure I love him, but I, I think that makes sense. You know, it should be should be a good week for him. He's top 12 for you, and it, it looks like this is your PPR rankings. Dave Montgomery, top 12 for you against Houston? Yeah, I, I think, you know, they, they – they, I think they they showed you kind of what they want to be last week, and you know Montgomery looked good. Give him credit; he looked good. You know, and it was uh, you know we talk about Russell Wilson, the toughest defense that he's going to face. This is the easiest defense that the Bears are going to face so far. So you know, I think game that they could win, game that they could play with a lead. David Montgomery should have an opportunity to do some nice things. All right, Heath, what do you got? Players you love, want to avoid, whatever. Uh, Dave Montgomery was what I was going to say for the player of my love. So Jamie nailed it. That Perfect. is exactly who I love. I could, um, I agree 100% with Kirk Cousins. I also have him number six this week behind only the, uh, the, the elite top five. I love um, Tyler Higby. I actually have him projected for more fantasy points than Kyle Pitts, but I'm not going to start him over Kyle Pitts. I've got Kyle Pitts ranked higher. Um, but man, he looked like the clear number two option in this offense right now. Okay. Who would you avoid this week? Any sits? I am trying to avoid both Jacksonville running backs. <laughs> I remember that from last week, you know, does, uh, and that's not a knock on you. That was everybody, right? We didn't know what to expect, but they ran the ball a lot. James Robinson had a big run and, He's had two good games in a row now, so I brought this up with Jamie earlier. Chargers haven't been great against the run so far, but they're not seeing a lot of runs. Kind of like the Bucks, right? I mean, teams right. have to throw on them. Yards per carry might be one thing, but not a lot of rushing production. So I don't know. You think that can the Jaguars hang with the Chargers? Uh, does the Justin Herbert, you know, if Justin Herbert doesn't play, maybe that changes things. But yeah, like why are you avoiding James Robinson when he's off to such a good start? If Justin Justin Herbert didn't play, it might change things a little bit. But I, I think. Like you've got the Chargers coming off of a loss against the Chiefs with extended rest, and they're a much better football team. I think that they probably blow Jacksonville out in this game. Okay. All right, those are some of the players we like, some we will try to avoid. I think the interesting guys we'll talk about today, I mean, among others, guys like Garrett Wilson, Ezekiel Elliott with the Giants probably without their best defensive tackle, Rashad Bateman at New England, um, Jeff Wilson at Denver, uh, Josh Jacobs at Tennessee, you know, can he can he get going? So we'll discuss uh, we'll discuss all those players. And I talked about players we love. You know what? I hope you all can love a player this week as much as Jamie loves his Peloton. You got world class instructors. You got a fun way to exercise in the comfort of your own home, and a lot of things that that are are really huge selling points that Jamie's going to tell you about. But I don't have a Peloton, and the reason I don't have a Peloton is because this stupid room I'm in right now doesn't have room for anything. But the second I move out of this house that's filled with cockroaches, I killed another one last night. I'm getting a Peloton that is like on my wish list number one because everyone I know who has one loves it, including our own Jamie Eisenberg. Yeah, Adam, you know, you don't necessarily just have to have the bike. You can get the Peloton app and you can do some of the exercises in a room that does not have the space for the Peloton. So the Peloton's great. Um, actually, I just weighed myself for the first time this morning uh, in a while. I'm not going to tell you what I weighed because I still need to lose a few pounds. But uh, since we've had the Peloton down 10 pounds. Ooh. So uh, thank you to the Peloton for that. Um, it's a great way just to burn calories and, and, and work out. I think I've told you guys this a million times. I have a desk. on. We have a desk on our Peloton uh, so I can work while I'm riding. Uh, but the music is fantastic. The instructors are great, as you said. Um, it's just uh, a, a great workout in your home. Uh, we use the meditation app for our kids to put them to sleep. My wife lives by the meditation app. Uh, she loves the yoga classes. 
You can do band workouts uh, with the Peloton app. It's just an absolute great workout that's easy, convenient, and just fun to do in your home. I highly recommend the Peloton. I'm a tried and true Peloton user and love it. Peloton, by the way, if you want to go to the website, the Peloton is spelled P-E-L-O-T-O-N. This is motivation that moves you anytime, anywhere. Try the Peloton bike or tread risk-free for 30 days. Learn more at onepeloton.com, one P-E-L-O-T-O-N.com. New members only. Terms apply. We have got a lot of news and notes. Justin Herbert's day-to-day. He has the same injury that Alvin Kamara had, so Kamara missed a game. Let's hope Herbert can get out there. Obviously, it would change a lot, but you know Wednesday practice reports are kind of useless in some ways, so we'll wait and see what they say on Thursday. Lamar Jackson's dinged up, but he will play. Davis Mills dinged up, but he will play. And Zach Wilson seems like he's in good position to play next week. So they have the Bengals this week and at Pittsburgh next week. That's Zach Wilson. That's according to Ian Rappaport. Do you think they want him to play his first game back on the road just in case? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. They, I'm sure they're having some uh, internal, uh, I don't even know what the word is, tummy issues with what to do with Zach Wilson. Uh, James Conner day to day. What's that? What do you mean? You play him. Of course they're going to play him, but some of them, it's, part of them has got to be thinking like, man, is he really the best option we have? Of course they're going to play him, but... You know, they they got to be at I'm least just wondering saying if he started this week and the offense scores six points, he might get booed at home and that would be a bad look. The only thing I disagree with there is the word might. <laughs> he would, he would definitely get booed. <laughs> James, He's not playing this week, though. No, no. James Connors day to day. Daryl Williams is 58% rostered. Eno Benjamin is 70 is 27% rostered. They have the Rams, so let's say James Conner were to miss the game. Daryl Williams would rank where for you guys? Um, flex range, yeah. J.K. Dobbins practiced in full. At one point, will you rank J.K. Dobbins? <laughs> Sunday morning when we get clearance <laughs> that he's playing or Saturday night when one of the insiders say it. I mean, we've gone through this now two weeks in a row. Yep. Yeah. If, okay. if he's not on the injury report Friday, like they could, maybe they could just take him off the injury report. All right. Alvin Kamara was at practice, so that's a good sign. DeAndre Swift missed practice, but he's feeling better. He played last week, so assuming he'll play this week. Vikings head coach Kevin O'Connell wants to get Dalvin Cook in a better rhythm. The 49ers... The Lions will help. The Lions should definitely help that. The 49ers signed Tevin Coleman to the practice squad, and Tampa Bay <laughs> running back Giovanni Bernard is on IR. So you said, Heath, you said Marlon Mack week seven waiver wire, Tevin Coleman week nine waiver wire? Week 10. Week, week 10. 10 okay. No, Mitchell will be back by then, so we'll be all right. <laughs> okay, but he'll be gone in week 11. Uh, wide receiver news. All right, the Bucks are thin. Chris Godwin, Julio Jones mispracticed. Prashad Perryman was limited. Mike Evans' suspension was upheld. Who's your highest-ranked Bucks wide receiver as of right now? Russell Gage in the 30s. Yeah, Russell Gage in full PPR, Prashad Perryman in non-PPR. Michael Gallup has a good chance to play. He could be on a snap count, though. Michael Gallup is 59% rostered. Is that too low? Yes. Yep. And not necessarily for this week, but maybe for week four. Whenever Dak Yeah, back. I mean, look, if Dak is back, I think week four is a little optimistic, but if Dak is back, let's say, before week six, you know, Michael Gallup can end up being a, a top 30 receiver. Jerry Judy mispracticed. Michael Pittman was limited. That's a good sign. Alec Pierce practiced in full. Christian Watson and Alan Lazard were limited. Do you have any concerns about them playing this week? Lazard and Watson? 
Uh, Lazard, no. Watson, who knows? You know, just based on what happened to him at training camp. But as long as Lazard is healthy, you can't trust Watson. Right. And I don't want to trust Lazard in this game either. I don't want yeah. to start a, a Green Bay wide receiver. Rondell Moore is still day-to-day. Traylon Burks was limited. Gabriel Davis was limited. Keenan Allen did some work, individual work. Jacoby Myers has a knee issue. Hunter Renfro mispracticed. He's in the concussion protocol. Van Jefferson unlikely to play. Devin DuVernay mispracticed. He's in the concussion protocol. And Kadarius Toney mispracticed. But as of now, I believe Toney is expected to play and get two targets against the Cowboys. Tight end news. Dawson Knox mispracticed. Miami's been pretty bad against tight ends so far this year. Um, you know who else has been pretty bad? Dawson Knox. Yeah. <laughs> George Kittle was limited to practice. So Dawson Knox has been bad, but he has faced the Rams and the Chargers. No, wait, Rams and the uh, Titans. I don't know, whatever. It's, uh, those, it's actually true. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, I, I don't know where I was going with that. I mean, the Titans were very good, I think, against the Titans last year, and Rams are the Rams. George Kittle was limited in practice. Uh, cross fingers for him. TJ Hawkinson limited. Donald Parham may play this week for the Chargers. And big offensive line news, Taylor Luan for the Titans, their left tackle. He could be out for the season. And I wonder if the Titans are just going to have one of the worst offensive lines in football. Looks like a problem. Uh, the Derrick Henry bust concern is like red flashing light right now. Mm-hmm. This has got to be the week. Yeah, you guys have it ranked that way, right? You have Henry in your top five? Yep. Yeah, uh, I mean. Not in full VR. This, this, this is the week. This has got to be the week. And I would say this. If this is the week, you're selling him. You should absolutely be trying to get something great in return for him. Because if one of those top-tier receivers have a bad week, flip him for that. If there's you know, another, I would say, bad week for Dalvin Cook, bad week for I don't know who else in that, in that range that you, you know, feel comfortable with over Henry, but this is the week. I feel so morally conflicted right now about something I want to talk about. But um, I don't know if I should. Kind of a fantasy cops thing. So I'm not in your draftathon league, but I did have my name. I did have my email address. Like I was sharing a team with someone in case I had a draft for him, and he got an offer uh, to acquire Derrick Henry, and I saw the trade offer. And I thought he should take it, so I texted him, and he wasn't interested. He wasn't going to take it. I want to talk about it on the show, but I don't think I should because I don't, I'm giving you guys insider knowledge on some of the trade offers that have been made. So I guess I – what do you think? Should I not do it? Well, now you have to do it. <laughs> I kind of yes. feel like I have to do it, right? Um, all right, let me so see. So Nando? We'll, we'll no. know the names. No, it was, uh, I, I sh- it was Eric Young. Uh, I, I was sharing a team with him in case I had a draft. Yeah, I wouldn't be sharing Eric Young's private information. Yeah, like the rest of us just might get mad at you on the internet. He might pile <laughs> drive you through a table. Professional wrestler Eric Young. Uh, I'll see if I can find it. I deleted it, but I'm sure I can find it. Um, oh, yeah, there it is. Trade offer. Oh, man. All right, I'm just going to do it. Which side would you rather be on here? Derek Henry and Tyler Boyd? Or Damian Harris, Garrett Wilson, and Darnell Mooney? The Henry side. Henry and Boyd for who? For Damian Harris, Garrett Wilson, and Darnell Mooney. The Henry side. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. I was like, oh, I I didn't influence him at all. I didn't tell him what to do. But he's not going to do it. He thought it was giving up too much for Derrick Henry. But I would give up Harris. I mean, forget about Tyler Boyd. Damian Harris, Garrett Wilson, and Darnell Mooney to take a chance on Derrick Henry? 
I will just say, if Harris is better than Henry this week and Wilson continues to look like the number one wide receiver, I'm not sure that we'll feel the same way next week. But right yeah. now. Right. Well, he's not going to do it. And this was offered to him. Yeah. This is so wrong what I'm doing right now. I'm sorry, Eric. Please don't pile drive me. <laughs> I'm going to go make a low ball offer for Derrick Henry. I know. That's why I feel bad about this. Cause like now I give yeah, just we gave, now know. gave you very good insider information. I think the guy who was offering Henry is going to get mad at you more so than the other guy. Maybe, maybe. Sorry. I was, yeah. All right. Anyway, um, Ronnie Stanley was limited in practice. Baltimore's left tackle. He hasn't played this year. I don't know that we're going to have either left tackle in the green Bay, Tampa Bay game, David Bakhtiari or Donovan Smith, Cincinnati, right tackle, Lyle Collins, mispractice and the chargers, had some offensive line issues. Their center, Corey Lindsley, mispracticed. Their right tackle, Trey Pipkins, was limited. They both left week two with injuries. On defense, I would say the the Bills are the most banged-up team right now. Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde, both starting safeties. They both mispracticed. So did defensive tackle Jordan Phillips. Of course, Dane Jackson, who left with that neck injury, didn't practice. But Matt Milano did practice. That's the team, really, that we really need to be looking at. What does the Bills' defense look like as they try to get healthy on a short week? Meanwhile, Xavier Howard, top cornerback for the Dolphins, he mispracticed with a groin injury. And I'll stop boring you with all of the injury news. What do you uh, think about Cam Akers and Elijah Moore for Derrick Henry? You think that's a <laughs> similar similar trade? Go for it. It seems like the guy who has Derrick Henry is is pretty low on Derrick Henry. Maybe he's right. But now's and your the chance guy to go. Who has Derrick Henry was also very high on Cam Akers. Oh, all right, go for it. Harrison Bucker mispracticed, by the way. <laughs> uh. You're, he's gonna hate you so much. I think it was really wrong what I did. I I, I I really feel like terrible about it. But I'm gonna blame. I'm you. gonna text him right now and tell him what you're doing. You definitely should. It was so bad. I mean, it's not a big money league or anything like that. But I still feel really bad. It's a hundred bucks for St. Jude's. Yeah, it's a charity league. All right, there you go. All right, wow. one question for each game. Let's get to our slate here. Kansas City at Indianapolis. Do you like Clyde Edwards-Elair, who's had? 10 to 12 touches in both games, but he's produced really well. Do you like him in a tough matchup against the Colts? Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Yeah. Yes. Not as like, uh, oh my God, I have to start Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, but I think he's, you know, given the landscape of what number two running backs look like right now and the offense that he's in, I would start him. Okay. He seems like a bit of a trap. If he gets 12 touches against the Colts, I don't know that he's going to do much with it. Um. That's just kind of where I'm coming from here. I don't know how you feel about that, but it looks like Heath is busy making Derrick Henry trade offers over there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've, he's a top 20. I've, I've got, I, I don't have him any higher or lower than I have for most of the year. He's a, a borderline top 20 running back. Um, I would still start Jeff Wilson over him this week, but yep. I would start him over Zeke and, and Najee Harris. Uh, I like both those guys better than Clyde. Uh, I would also start Damian Pierce over Clyde. Oh, can't wait to get that Bears... Bears Texas uh, Bears Texans game tomorrow game of the week no oh I haven't picked a game of the week yet all right Jacksonville you have at the, to use the word if you're gonna say it you can't start you can't stop doing it well Bonanza is the fantasy game of the week game of the week is just the NFL game of the week oh okay yeah Jacksonville at the Chargers which Jags are you starting with confidence Christian Kirk yeah okay uh, Baltimore at New England Rashad Bateman or Damian Harris as a flex. Uh, Bateman. Damien Harris is to me it feels like an absolute trap from last week. I definitely like Bateman anywhere catches count for anything. And in, in non PPR, I would start Harris. 
Okay, Bateman, by the way, has, uh, I think, a 50-yard touchdown and a 75-yard touchdown in two games. I don't know what, how you how you approach a guy like that. You know, it's obviously he's off to a nice start, but not in a way that's sustainable, but he's showing his big playability, and Lamar Jackson's playing great. So Bateman's a head-scratcher for me, guys. How do you, in general, feel about him? I think he's going to be a volatile top 20 receiver. And I when think he's going to be a volatile. You when you're yeah. weak, and when he's off, you're going to be. Why did I start this guy? Yeah, I think he's just a like a. He's in that Tyler Lockett range, uh, number three wide receiver who have like Jamie said, just a little lower. All right, uh, we go with Cincinnati at the Jets. Which Jets are you starting with confidence? Uh, none. No. Um, Carter and Wilson are borderline number twos at their position for me in full PPR. Okay. San Francisco at Denver. Is this, is this Russell Wilson's first good to great game? No. It's hard to expect it if Judy doesn't play. Okay. I'm, I, I want to be, I want to be optimistic. I, I can tell. Well, I just see, I'll give the stats again. I think I've given them twice already this week. They are not in my notes. The Broncos uh, are horrible in the red zone and the green zone. They are in a, in a way that just cannot continue. Um, Russell Wilson has among the most green zone pass attempts. That's inside the 10-yard line. He has no touchdowns. He is the only player with 10 or more green zone attempts with fewer than three touchdowns, and he has zero. Uh, and they have... They, oh, I'm sorry. Here it is. Sorry. They're eighth in yards per play. They're eighth in yards per game. They're 26th in points per game. It's just a matter of them scoring touchdowns when they're five feet away from the end zone. There's some truth to that, but they've played the Seattle Seahawks and the Houston Texans. Yeah, and they're eighth in yards per play. So it's not like they they've been. I think very most good. offenses would be eighth in yards in play playing those two defenses. I, I mean, I, I don't know about eighth, but you know, it's the, like they're moving the ball. I, I, and, and yeah, and really, I think about it like the, think of Russell Wilson's touchdown pass against Seattle, like. That was not a great touchdown pass. The corner just kind of lost the ball. Jerry Judy was waiting for it like a punt and then ran 30 more yards for a touchdown. Like, how much is that impacting eighth in yards per play? His touchdown pass against the, uh, the who they play? The Texans was a great touchdown pass to his tight okay. end. That was a great pass. I am glad he has thrown a great pass this season. <laughs> Vegas at Tennessee. Will we finally get a big performance from a running back in this game, Vegas and Tennessee? I hope so. Derrick Henry will have a big performance. I'm starting both of them. Are you starting? I would G- avoid Josh Jacobs if you could. Oh, are you starting Jacobs or Clyde? Clyde. Jacobs for me. Why are you so much lower on Jacobs, Jamie? Uh, he's giving you a lot of empty production. I think that continues one more week. All right, Buffalo at Miami. I don't like the Raiders in the spot. Titans are, are a better team. Both are 0-2. Oh. Titans are what better are than the 0-3. Titans are better than the Raiders? I think so, still. Oh, wow. Hmm. It's an indictment on the Raiders, because I know you don't think the Titans are that good. I don't think this Raiders defense is very good. No, um, it's not. Titans are struggling right now, but it's also, I think they got surprised by the Giants, and then they faced the juggernaut in Week 2. So I think this is going to be a bounce-back game for them. All right, I'll take, I'll take the Raiders. I'll take the Raiders. Let's go. Let's bet. Okay, let's bet. 100 bucks. 
How about I will order you a lunch and have it sent to the office or your no, house? We don't, we don't, we don't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I like Titans are terrible. Uh, Buffalo at Miami. What is your general confidence level in the Dolphins' offense? Um, I mean, you gotta be pretty confident that they've, you know, responded the way they did last week. But how much of that was just the Ravens' secondary being so beat up? The thing that's nice about Buffalo this week is, you know, for the Dolphins is if if they're down, you know, Micah Hyde and, and Milano, that's two pretty big pieces that are missing there. They will not so, be down Milano. I, I believe he practiced in full yesterday, or at least he was limited. So I think I, he was limited. I don't think he was in full. Okay. I'll, ch- I'll double check. I, I would start to uh, over the uh, the Hall of Fame trio that we're sitting. Agreed. And I'm st- I mean, you're starting. I'm com- very confident in Tyreek, and I'm, I'm starting Waddle. I have no confidence in the running backs or the tight end. Uh, Milano was a full participant. All right, Dallas at the Giants. Sterling Shepard or Ezekiel Elliott at flex? I like Zeke this week, especially Leonard Williams is out. Okay. Heath? Yeah. um, They're very – I'll take Zeke, but it's really, really close. Okay, second question about this game. Who's going to come hang out with me at the game? I love meeting listeners and viewers. So you going? I'm going, my baby. Nice. Schneier's going. Uh, you guys going together? No, no. Oh, I'm gonna this try is to, fantastic. I'm try to meet up this with him. This is so great. Why? You guys are all the way back in. No, exactly I would have gone no matter what, for. man. The, the only <laughs> games I can go to are a Monday night game. And, you know, I, I went to a Monday night Giants game like five years ago by myself. Luckily, I'm not going by myself this time. But... I am going, and I'd love to meet you. So if you're going to the game, please DM me. Can you DM people if they don't follow you? If you have your DMs open, there's a setting. Okay, I think mine are open. So try to DM me at Adam Azer, A-I-Z-E-R, and uh, hopefully we can meet up. I, I, I'd I'll really... try to see if it works. All right. Well, I follow you. So. Oh, you <laughs> yeah, I follow you too. Um, can they come meet you if they're Cowboys fans? Absolutely. Okay. I expect the Cowboys to win. I have no illusions of a victory, but uh, the Giants have lost 10 straight primetime games, but I'd love to meet some some viewers, so let's make that happen. All right, we've got the Fantasy Football Today DFS podcast. If you're a DFS fan, this is the best advice you're going to get. Experts in the field, people who have made a lot of money doing it, and they can help you make money. Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, Thursdays at 5 p.m. Eastern if you want to watch it live YouTube.com slash Fantasy Football Today with Sia Najad and Mike McClure, hosted by Frank Stample. That's Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, Thursdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. YouTube.com slash Fantasy Football Today for our DFS podcast. And if you don't catch it live, you can catch it on demand. Just listen to the podcast. And the CBS Sports app. Oh, it's that glorious time of year on the sports calendar. We got football here. You listen and you watch the podcast but you got your best bets in, and and now it's time to follow your action. And the best way to do that is on the CBS Sports app. You got lightning fast live scoring for every pro and college football game and all major sports, of course. And you can track your favorite teams or just individual games that you have an interest in with a click of the button. And it's a way to get breaking news alerts, watch live sports, and stay on top of all the latest updates. The CBS Sports app is totally free, whether you have an iPhone or Android, and it's the easiest way to keep your finger on the pulse of every game that matters. Download the CBS Sports app. And we're into the games. All right. Kansas City's at Indianapolis. Uh, Jamie, who who are the questionable starts in this game, the guys we need to break down in Kansas City at Indianapolis? We talked about Clyde already. 
I think you got to look at Juju and all the receivers for the Chiefs as questionable starters. Um, I think Juju's a safe number three receiver. I don't know if he should be a starter in two receiver leagues just based on what happened last week, but there is some bounce back potential here. Um, I don't think you could trust anybody else besides Juju. I want to see what happens just from the standpoint of if Miko Hardman does not play because he's banged up right now dealing with an ankle injury. Does that mean more for Kelsey, Juju, maybe some better production from MVS, or do we get you know, more play from Justin Watson, more play from Sky Moore. Um, I think that the Chiefs have certainly shown their hand that they're not going to be afraid to just use everybody, as Patrick Mahomes told us. So I think if you're if you're starting anybody besides Juju and, and Clyde, along with you know Kelsey and Mahomes, you're you're clearly risking risking it. Um, for the Colts, it's pretty easy. You know, it's it's Pittman if he plays, obviously Taylor, and then I think Hines is still in the flex discussion in PPR. This is a uh, like this is a back back against the wall game for the Colts, right? Yeah, um, just an awful awful start to the season. Oh one and one against the Texans and Jags. You've got to get Jonathan Taylor a lot more involved. Um, you play Pittman if he plays. I kind of liked Ashton Doolin when I thought Pittman and Pierce might not both play, but Pierce was full yesterday, so I probably don't want to start a Colts wide receiver if there's no Pittman. Um, but like Juju is the only one you're going to have any real hard decision make with, I think. Colts are a half game out of first place, which is just kind of a funny thing to say. But I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now, and you can book it, the Jaguars are winning the division. So just, uh, just take that there. Uh, if for Naheem Hines, it's not going to be an inspiring start. But the Chiefs, the Chiefs allowed the third most receiving yards per game to the running backs last year. And so far this year, they're at it again. James Conner at five. That skewed a little bit, though. Why? Well, I mean, Austin Eckler had nine catches. Yeah, I know, but you're right. But Conner had five. You know, Benjamin had three for 33. And then Eckler had the nine for 55. You're playing catch up a lot against the Chiefs, so kind of makes sense. Um, I'm just, you know, just a little nod in his favor, but I, I know it's not, a, not an inspiring start. All right, you guys said Clyde Edwards Elaire. He's a top 20 guy. He's towards 20. He's around there. So he's number two running back. Well, let's compare um, Juju. One good game, one terrible game. By the way, the routes run for the Chiefs so far through two games. Kelsey, 67. MVS, 64. Juju, 61. And then number four is Hardman at 44. So those three guys are running the most routes. Kelsey, MVS, and Juju. Um, uh, Would you start Juju Smith-Schuster or Damian Pierce? Pierce. I think Juju and Pierce. Definitely Pierce and non in half and full PPR. It's basically a tie. I'd probably go Juju. Okay. Uh, start Kelsey. St- would, any thought on Matt Ryan if Michael Pittman plays? Any interest? No. Uh, no. Okay. And if Pittman plays, he's going to be a must start, an easy one? 100%. Matt Ryan's a future Hall of Famer. Borderline. Borderline. Yeah, it's a tough one. I was one. just trying to think of how many future Hall of Famers were not even considering wanting to start this week at quarterback. <laughs> uh, so who who's in the discussion? Obviously, Rodgers and Brady are Hall of Famers. And Wilson. Wilson's a Hall of Famer. Ryan's a borderline guy. Stafford's a borderline guy. We're starting him. That's pretty um, much it. You would say Mahomes and Herbert are on their way, right? Yeah, with Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson's on his way. How about... Yeah, that's, I mean, 
Joe Burrow is a borderline start, I guess. Well, he's in your top 10. No, he's a starter. Joe Burrow, I would say if this if his career ended today, Joe Burrow is not in the Hall of Fame. Hot take. But you never I think know. That's correct. Okay. Oh, of <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, uh, okay. And if, if Pittman does not play, how about Ashton Doolin with uh, 12.9 PPR fantasy points last week at Jacksonville? Um, any interest in him? He's 2% rostered. Desperation number three receiver. Yeah. I, I kind of liked him when I thought Pittman and, P- and Pierce were both going to be out, but Pierce was full yesterday. And so I probably don't want to start Doolin. I have a uh, dynasty league. I've start five receivers, and he is in my line. Mm. The Medulin Ablongata, Kansas City's DST, still number one for you, Jamie. No, with Pittman practicing, I moved them down to I think six or seven. Okay, so I think Heath's the low guy on the Chiefs DST. That he's got them thirteenth, Dave eighth, Jamie sixth or seventh. They have not been very good. If you take away that pick six, you know if you take it away, whatever. But it, other than the pick six, they've been horrible against the Chargers and the Cardinals, but this is a different matchup. All right, Jacksonville. I think the line for the Colts, which was supposed to be a strength, is really, really struggling right now. Yeah, Jacksonville at the Chargers. Uh, stat of the game, number one. The Jaguars have been giving, giving up a lot of big plays. They've allowed the fourth most pass plays of 25-plus yards, but they're still going to win the division. Stat of the game, number two, is really kind of a math problem, but Gerald Everett, the best way to sum it up with and without Keenan Allen in week one, when Keenan Allen was on the field, he ran six routes on 21 out of 21 snaps. He played 12 of those 21 snaps, but six routes with Keenan Allen off the field in week one, Gerald Everett ran three times as many routes on twice as many snaps, 44 snaps, 18 routes. He played 31 of the 44 snaps. So basically a lot of numbers there. I'm thinking Gerald Everett's production has been boosted big time by the absence of Keenan Allen, which may not come into play this week. But I think it's an important thing to note, Heath, just for people evaluating Gerald Everett. And I might be wrong, but that's just kind of what the stats are indicating to me anyway. I, that's 100% correct. I think um, anytime a team's number one wide receiver is out, you would expect it to impact almost everybody um, in the in the amongst the pass catchers, at least those who are, are good. I think Gerald Everett is a must-start tight end as long as Keenan Allen is out. And then once Allen's back, he's going to be back in that 10 to 15 range that kind of just floats around depending on the matchup and how many points we expect them to score. Okay, he's about 86% rostered, so I assume most people are going to start Gerald Everett if you have him rostered. If if Keenan Allen's out. If Keenan, Yeah, if Keenan Allen's out. Love to see Keenan Allen get back in there. All right, let's start with the Jaguars here. Trevor Lawrence, you guys have ranked uh, 18th or lower, so it's just respecting the matchup here, I assume. Um. No, it's that he's not. I guess this is maybe the highest I've ranked him in a year and a half. Okay, yeah, he he and I'd feel very differently about the Jaguars as we discovered yesterday. Um, in a normal so you week, you think that Trevor Lawrence is a is a starting fantasy quarterback normally? No, I think he's a top fifteen guy though, and he's eighteenth for you. He's twenty seventh. It's a tough spot for them though. Yeah, it's a really good secondary. JC really Jackson. J.C. Jackson was limited in practice. I, I'm assuming he's going to play, but something to keep an eye on. I mean, they had they should have had, what, three interceptions on Mahomes last week? Two for sure. And they had three in week one against Carr. They had three in week one and six sacks in week one against right. Carr. And you got the, the Jaguars coming off a big win against the Chargers team coming off a real tough loss, extra time, long road trip. I mean, this just feels like a big trap for the Jaguars. 
I think I'm too high on Trevor Lawrence. Okay. Sit Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Jamie, okay, so Jamie, you're higher on James Robinson. You have him as a borderline guy. Yeah, that, I, I'm going to drop him about four or five spots. So he's still in the flex conversation, but um, it, it's really ugly at running back this week once you get past about 15 or 16. Everywhere. So I agree with you. Like, I would start, I would start uh, Jeff Wilson over him. I would start Damian Pierce over him. Um, wouldn't surprise me if he scores just because he's found a way to get in the end zone each of the first two weeks. And last week was a little fluky because I don't think he ran particularly well, but he did get the long touchdown run. So, yeah, I think this is just a bad spot for the Jaguars running backs. Okay. And then ETN is, you know, outside the top 30 and not. I, I, w- I would love to see if they are down big, ETN just heavily involved. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, get, get him just some touches in, in space to see what he can do. If Herbert doesn't play, I, that would have to change oh, a lot, for sure. right? Okay. He said a little bit, but. I yeah. still think the matchup between Jacksonville's offense and the Chargers defense is a is a mismatch. Jamie, how do you feel about the Jaguars offense overall? Cuz I I'm pretty high on them. Heath is not there yet. What are you, how do you feel? I mean, I'm not high on them, but I, I think you you know, you see what the potential is, you know. Christian Kirk has certainly lived up to the contract through two games. Yeah. And so is is playing like a legit number 1 receiver for an offense that needed one. I think you know, you saw one good game for Zay Jones in week one. Um, Evan Ingram was heavily involved last week, but you know, seven for 30 is not exactly going to cut it. But I think there, there are certainly pieces there that, that can make this offense work. I like what the offensive line is, is, is going to, I think eventually look like and what they've done so far through two games. But again, you know, look who they played. You know, they, they haven't exactly played juggernauts in the first two weeks of the season. So this is their, you know, you mentioned it. You want to see what the dolphins look like against Baltimore. I want to see what the Jaguars look like against, against this defense. You know, if they come out and they put up points and they move the ball, then yeah, you got to feel really encouraged by it. But Robinson being back to the level that he's at following that injury is amazing. Um, again, I don't think we've seen the best of ETN. I don't think we've seen the best of Lawrence either. You know, I think he's still got a lot to offer. So uh, I, I think it, there's a lot to be encouraged about. But great offense? Uh, no, not yet. No, I, I'm going to say somewhere in the 12 to 15 range scoring. That's kind of my guess. But it's fair. Um, and, yeah, I'd probably say 15 to 20, but I think that's you know similar. Yeah, I was going to say 20. Seems like a good... Maybe I'd go 18 to 22. Okay. <laughs> Sid Evan Ingram, I assume. Yeah, Sid Evan In Ingram. this matchup, yes. Yeah. All right. Probably. Justin Herbert is top five. I mean, look who they played the first two weeks and what they did to them. Kelsey and, and Waller. Uh, Waller had a good game, though. What do you have? 70, 79 yards on six targets. Ingram is not Waller. <laughs> no, no, of course not. Uh, and JC Jackson didn't play in week one, and I saw Jackson lined up on Kelsey... You know, I feel like a decent amount in that game, so they could just use him against. Not they're going to do it against Ingram, but they move Derwin James everywhere. Yeah. All right. Uh, start. Start Herbert. Start Eckler. Ever, Gerald. It'll go back to the wide receivers in a second. Gerald Everett is top ten in both formats. Would you start Everett over T.J. Hawkinson, assuming Keenan Allen is out? Would you start Everett over Hawkinson? I would. One hundred percent. Would you start Everett or um, how about Tyler Higby? I would start Everett if Allen is out. I would start Higby if Allen is in. I'm starting Higby either way. All right, Mike Williams, you're going to start. Who Would you start Josh Palmer? He did come through with that late touchdown. Would you start Palmer? 39% rostered against the Jaguars if Keenan Allen is out. I mean, it sounds like Allen's playing, so you know I, I don't think you should start Palmer, but 
if Allen is out, then he's a top 30 receiver. High end number three if there's no Allen and uh, bench stash if Allen plays. If it sounds I mean, you like. You got to go back to week yeah. one when they faced the competent receiving core. They were bad, the Jaguars. Yeah, and they, and they do give up a ton of big plays. Um, I, I mean, just thinking about some of my rosters, I think there's at least one team where I'd have to start Josh Palmer, and I wouldn't be too disappointed with it if, if Keenan Allen were out. Um, I had to make a tough call in one league where, like, Palmer's like my fifth receiver, and I think it's like a Russell Wilson league where I wanted to pick up Wentz, and he was the only one I could drop. But I was waiting to see, you know, Allen's practice report yesterday, and so I didn't want to let him go, but, you know, unfortunately had to. Okay, last one on Palmer. If if Keenan Allen were out, would you start Palmer or Allen Lazard? Palmer. Palmer. Okay. And if Keenan Allen's in, we're going to start Keenan Allen. If Keenan Allen plays, would Gerald Everett fall out of your top 10 this week? No, because I, I think, you know, to your point, week one was so weird for them with everybody just getting basically four targets across the board and then Allen leaving the game. So... I don't know if did Allen show them enough in the time that he got this opportunity that he's going to deserve more playing time and more targets, not more playing time, but more targets, you know, and and I go back to last year where the tight end group for them was so heavily involved and you got Parham still banged up right now. So I think that there's still an opportunity for him to have some success in this matchup. Is he a slam dunk top 10 guy? No, but I think like I feel more comfortable with him than TJ Hawkinson right now. That's the one because I was looking at, I think I'd probably have him 11th. Um, it's it's Hawkinson, Kittle, and Ertz are the three guys that I'd have behind him with no Keenan Allen. I think all three of those guys would be ahead of him if Keenan Allen was there. So eight of eleventh. All right, guys. I think that's going to do it for this game. Chargers DST is top five for everybody. They're one for me, and one for Heath. I think. Yeah. Okay. They've allowed uh, only forty points in two games to the Raiders and the Chiefs. That doesn't include the pick six. Very impressive. Baltimore's at New England. Just a stat to watch. Not the stat of the game. Stat of the game. Not your stat of the game, but the stat to watch. The Ravens' run defense has been pretty bad so far, giving up 5.1 yards per carry to the Jets and Dolphins running backs. Last year, it was 3.7 yards per carry. So something to keep an eye on here. We're going to start Lamar Jackson. Heath, who are the tough calls in this game? Uh, Bateman. Uh, I could imagine having a lot of wide receivers that you you do or don't want to start Bateman. He's a number three. If you start three, you're starting him. Um, Jacoby Myers, just I think he's right in that same category because he's going to get a bunch of targets, and this Baltimore secondary is terrible. And Damian Harris. Okay, I asked you earlier, Bateman or Harris, and I think you said you guys basically said Bateman and PPR and Harris and non or half. That's I mean, it's Bateman for me across the board. You're banking on these oh, guys right. scoring touchdowns because they're not going to do much else <laughs> if they don't. Right. Um, and I feel more comfortable with Bateman at this point than I do with Harris. Mostly because of Lamar. If Dobbins plays, would you start him over Bateman or Damian Harris? No. Can't do it yet, no. I'm not starting Dobbins in his first game back. So far, so good for the Patriots DST, or defense, rather, not their, not their fantasy DST, and although that's not bad. But they've just been a good, solid defense so far, which really shouldn't come as a huge surprise. Um, I mean, look, the Ravens are kind of easy. Bateman's just the... I guess I should do more Bateman stuff. Bateman or Juju? That's the one I'm struggling with. Uh, I will take Bateman for sure, non-PPR. I might go back to Juju and PPR. Bateman or Garrett Wilson? Wilson. Bateman and non-Wilson and PPR. 
Bateman or Drake London? London. London for me. All right, start Mark Andrews, go to the Patriots, sit Mac Jones, Damian Harris or James Robinson? Robinson, so. It's Harris for me. Okay. You are the high guy on Harris by a little bit. He's closer to 24th overall. Um, yeah, I don't know. Not that much higher, but a little bit higher. Right. Okay. I think we've kind of talked about that. Sit Ramondre Stevenson. And yeah, uh, J- Jacoby, would you start Jacoby Myers, who has 9.5 and 18.5 fantasy points in two games? Would you start Jacoby Myers over Damian Harris in full PPR? Yes. Yeah. Myers is only 61% rostered, so he doesn't have I a high nice ceiling. About but. Myers is in full PPR, you, you kind of figure he's getting six plus targets. At least that's what he's got in the first two weeks. So he's he's such a safety blanket for for Mac Jones. And, you know, he's not the guy that's going to necessarily threaten the secondary like the other two guys did last week because of just the way that he plays. Like if you're if you're looking for a DFS play, it's Nelson Aguilar after what he did last week against Pittsburgh. But Myers, the, the thing about Myers in, in full PPR is that he's he's a borderline starter. So, you know, that's the nice thing about where he can come out. All right, so and obviously not. It's just somebody that you got to be a little bit more cautious about. There's really not a lot of excitement about players in this game other than uh, Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews, I guess. A lot of flex options in this game. Yep. Uh, yeah, fair to say. Starting Jeff Wilson over Damian Harris, right? Starting... Um, Clyde Edwards Elair over Damian Harris. Yep. Miles Sanders over Damian Harris. Yep. All right. Let's go to our next game then. Let's talk about Cincinnati and the Jets. Stat of the game. The Jets are 21st in pressure rate. They have three sacks in two games. Come on, please. Give Joe Burrow a little bit of time, please. You guys have him top 10, though. Jamie, who are some quarterbacks you're starting Burrow over this week? The Hall of Fame Trinity. Mm hmm. <laughs> Um, starting him over Tua. Starting him over the one I struggle with is Carr. Um, I don't know who else you want me to mention. How That's deep fine. you want to go? That's fine. He's top ten. But you're starting, starting over Wentz. Starting Cousins over Burrow. Yes. All right. Uh, I think Mixon, Chase, Higgins are must-start guys according to your rankings and according to everyone else. Higgins. Well, people ask about Higgins, but he's top 12. Actually, as of this morning, T. Higgins was number 12 for Jamie David Heath in both formats. You don't see that very often. So they're That's easy. Fine. But, Jamie, you and I have a lot in common, you know. We both dropped Cole Komet for Hayden Hurst. How about that? Nice. How do you feel about Hayden Hurst this week? I think the way the teams are playing the Bengals, you're going to see a lot of these underneath throws to him. You know, so... It's going to be, I think, some weeks where it's Tyler Boyd and some weeks where it's Hayden Hurst, you know, just based on the roles that they play. And then mixing in the passing game, that'll sort of fluctuate with those two guys as well. But I think Hayden Hurst has sort of established himself now as in that low-end, number one tight end conversation range at PPR. If he scores, he'll be better and not. Well, Jamie and I are obviously starting him over Cole Komet. And he threw the highest on Hayden Hurst in full PPR. You have him 12th. Uh, one interesting one you have Hayden Hurst over Logan Thomas. They're basically the same. Like I have absolutely zero preference between those two and Evan Ingram, really. But um, they're they're all three just right there at nine point three fantasy points projected 
Um, I see Sportsline's got him at 9.8. Uh, all right, so Heath, take us to the Jets. They've become a pretty interesting fantasy team. They've thrown the most passes in the NFL. Uh, we've had a big game from Michael Carter in week one, a big game from Garrett Wilson in week two. Unfortunately, a bit of a diminished role for Brees Hall in the passing game in week two. But they're they're interesting. Bengals defense has been, I don't know, kind of disappointing, I'd say, given the opponents that they've faced, but but not bad. How do you feel about the Jets this week? Who do you want to start, if anyone? I I don't feel terrible starting Michael Carter or Garrett Wilson in full PPR. I think they could both be borderline number two options or good flexes. Um, I Brees Hall is probably going to need a touchdown dependent flex um, behind most of the running backs that we've talked about so far as flex options. Um, and Elijah Moore, man, it, it, that's a he feels like someone that you could bench this week, and he does what Garrett Wilson did last week. But I don't project or rank him very high because it's hard to. He's 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 not in a very good spot with the way the targets are being distributed right now. Um, Corey Davis is is kind of a thorn in his side. I want to check the routes. I've actually done that with the Jets. Uh, he's so, running the most routes. He's running the most routes. Yeah, doing the cardio. <laughs> Okay. Um, sorry. So let's Elijah Moore, 99. He is crushing everybody in routes. Tyler Conklin is second with 92 routes. Corey Davis, 78. Garrett Wilson, 71. Interesting. I think you should probably just look at week two because the Jets have yeah, okay. talked about how their coaching staff and general manager had a meeting after week one and talked about how they had to play Garrett Wilson more. All right. Week uh, two. Elijah Moore. I mean, he, still, he still led, but I don't think Wilson was getting crushed as bad. After after week one. No. Well, Elijah Moore, 44. Tyler Conklin, 42. Tyler Conklin is running a ton of routes. Gabe, uh, Corey Davis, 36. Garrett Wilson, 36. All right. Just to go back to the Bengals' defense, though. They've given up, what, 24 points off on defense? Uh, is that it? Yeah, they've been pretty good. I mean, they were great against Deontay Johnson. Seven catches, 55 yards on 12 targets. But Noah Brown had 91 yards and a touchdown. Lamb had seven for 75 uh, I mean, they, have, they obviously have not been bad. They've been very good against the run. They're one of nine teams so far that hasn't allowed a 20-plus yard run. And it's really tough to judge them. Like, they've played mm-hmm. the Steelers, who have been just atrociously bad on offense, and Cooper Rush. Who's your if highest? they come out of this somehow 0-3, losing to no. Mitchell Trubisky and two backup quarterbacks, <laughs> no. what an absolute disaster. That will be a ding in the legend of Joe Burrow. <laughs> and Zach Taylor. Yes. Uh, who's your highest-ranked Jets wide receiver? Wilson? Wilson. Wilson. By a lot. Yeah. Okay. All right. So since he's the hot pickup, he's up to 90% rostered. He was about 50% just a couple of days ago. Let's do some Garrett Wilson ors. Um, Garrett Wilson or Adam Thielen? Wilson. Wilson. Garrett Wilson or Brandon Ayuk? Wilson. But I do like Ayuk this week. Garrett Wilson or any Washington Commanders wide receiver? Wilson. Uh, I'll go Samuel and PPR. Samuel Wilson, rest of commanders. Garrett Wilson or Jeff Wilson? Jeff Wilson and non-PPR. That sounds correct to me as well. And the Bengals DST is not as high as you might think. They're 14th for Jamie as of this morning, 9th for Dave and Heath. They have not been good. Um so far, they just, just haven't just, been good fantasy wise. Yeah. Like I think their right. defense is playing better than you know. But part of it is though, no interceptions. Like the Steelers, the Steelers barely had the ball in week one. True, 
Uh, right, they're keeping points off the board, but two sacks, zero interceptions for the Bengals DST. Can't believe we didn't include Joe Flacco in the uh, maybe future Hall of Famers we don't want to start this week. <laughs> Let's take a break. When we come back, uh, future Hall of Famer Russell Wilson facing the San Francisco 49ers. We'll talk about that game right after this. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back to Fantasy Football Today. We got four games left. Wow, San Francisco and Denver both are top four defensively in scoring defense, top five in yards per play allowed. And this is the, you must have faced the Seahawks game. And they both have faced the Seahawks. One has faced the Seahawks and the Texans. One has faced the Seahawks and the Bears. So these teams have not been tested defensively. And Denver's already without Justin Simmons, their star safety, and they could be without Patrick Sertan, their star cornerback. But you're not going to start Jimmy Garoppolo. So let's talk about Jeff Wilson. Jamie, what are your expectations for Jeff Wilson? You and Heath both have him as a top 18 running back. I think this is a game the 49ers win. And I think anytime you have a chance to see them winning a game, their run game is going to come into play. You know, 18 carries last week in a game that they won. Um, how much are they going to trust Jordan Mason or, or Marlon Mack? Um, so I think, you know, it's it's Wilson and Debo. And Debo's probably in the five to seven carry range. I don't think he's going to get much more than that. So if he's getting two or three catches and he's getting close to, you know, maybe 20 carries, that should lead to some quality production. I think this Broncos run defense is good, but I also don't think they've been fully tested yet. Uh, both running games that they faced, the two top running backs are averaging nearly five yards per carry. It was six yards per carry for Rashad Penny. It was just shy of 4.8 yards per carry for Damian Pierce or four and a half yards per carry for Damian Pierce. You know, so in a game where those two offenses are doing that, especially when they were, um, you know, I, I don't think as committed to the run probably as, as you would have expected for the Seahawks, but um, the Texans being kind of where they are, this 49ers team is going to run the ball. So uh, I trust Jeff Wilson this week. Okay. And you're starting Wilson, I think you said, over Zeke. Is that right? Uh, they're in a very similar range for me. Um, I, I think this is Zeke's best game this week, especially, like I said, if Leonard Williams is out. So, you know, I probably would still lean Wilson, but they're close. And you're starting Jeff Wilson over Josh Jacobs? That's easy for me, yes. Heath? Uh, I might have them back-to-back. Um, I will go Jacobs. And... Yeah, Jacobs. All right. Debo Samuel off to a pretty bad start as a receiver. I think he has 58 yards on 13 targets, but he's got 50 rushing yards in each of his first two games and a rushing touchdown, so I'm not even going to ask. You're going to start Debo Samuel. What about Brandon Ayuk? Eight targets, five catches, 63 yards against the Seahawks last week with Garoppolo throwing 21 times. So eight targets on 21 pass attempts. Uh, Heath, Brandon Ayuk, um, sneaky start this week? 
Sneaky start this week. Uh, borderline number two, high end number three. He's behind Garrett Wilson and Drake London for me, but I have him ahead of DK Metcalf and Terry McLaurin. Um, I, I think he's probably going to see in that seven to nine target range. And I, I think he had a good chance of beating last week's production most weeks that he does that. Yeah, last week's production for Brandon Ayuk was five catches for 63 yards, as I mentioned. Um, but, you know, this, isn't, this is not an easy matchup. I don't know what to expect if Sertan doesn't play, but already we've had three wide receivers get seven to ten targets, and none of them even reached 60 yards, and that they were Metcalf, Brandon Cooks, and Nico Collins, and none of them have scored against Denver. Um, George Kittle, if he plays, you're going to start, I assume. All right, Russell Wilson, you guys don't even have in your top 15. So let me take a look at the, some of the quarterbacks you have ahead of Russell Wilson. Goff. Winston. Old Hall of Famers, Rodgers. And not Brady. I'm looking at Jamie's rankings. Let's see, is it different for... It's different. It's I different. ahead of uh, Rodgers. Oh, you changed it? All right, let me refresh here. How about Goff? Really, are we really starting Goff? Are you starting Goff over Wilson? Yeah. I don't think I have golf over Wilson, but it's really close, and I wouldn't argue with anybody who wanted to. Come on, Russell Wilson. Let's go. You know what? Heath, I hope I'm playing you in Superflex this week because I have Russell Wilson and Trevor Lawrence, and you're underestimating both of them, buddy. I, I hope. And I have uh, your doppelganger, Jimmy Garoppolo, and elite quarterback, Carson Wentz, that you now hate. I do think that is the nicest thing you've ever said to me, by the way, calling me, calling yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo my <laughs> doppelganger. I thank yeah. you very much for that. Uh, and I was thinking of you, and sorry for the creepiness of this, thinking of you all last night because I, uh, I was watching Lord Hightower uh, on you House of up? the Dragon. No, I'm uh, four episodes in. I still have episode five to watch. I'm like, It's really it. annoying that it's during football season. I know. Is, I know. Is that, I love watching uh, them is he live. a cool I character? I like him. I, I wouldn't say he's cool, but he's is he very good or bad. I'm not sure. He's good. He he's a little sneaky. I Are like not good guys and bad guys. He's a good guy. Okay. But um, I he's a very I think he's a very good character and a good actor, and he looks just like you. Okay, what else from from this game or from Iron from House of the of the dragon, whatever the hell it's called. Uh, Denver, Javante Williams are starting. Melvin Gordon, you're pretty much not. He's a number three wide receiver. Cortland Sutton is top 15. Starter said Albert O. No, Albert, no. Albert, no. I don't think you can. Just, right. We just went, went from, from Noah can't to Albert, no. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. Last question about the wide receivers here. What, how did things change if Jerry Judy plays? I mean, if he gets a full practice in by Friday, he's a must-star guy. And would that change anything for Sutton? No. It would change things for Russell, though. I would drop Sutton down to closer to like 18-ish, and he and Judy would both be between 18 and 20-ish. And Wilson would move up to closer to 12-ish. All right. I think we're done with that game. Oh, which DST do you like better, Denver or San Francisco? Uh, San Fran. I've got Denver higher. They're both starters. Vegas at Tennessee. Got a, some big Tennessee defensive injuries to keep an eye on. Their number one cornerback, Christian Fulton, actually missed week two. He was limited in practice. They probably would have won the game against the Bills if Christian Fulton had played, I'd say. Right. But uh, <laughs> he did, they obviously really stunk without him. 
Bud Dupree also left with an injury, and he did not practice on Wednesday. So they're hoping to get those guys back. Maybe Fulton has a better chance than Dupree. Yeah, I'm going to amend what I said earlier. The Raiders are a better team. I still think Titans win this game. But the Raiders are a better team. It, it's a similar spot for them as it is for the Colts, only more desperate and against a worse opponent. Which team are you referring to? The Titans. But I mean, <laughs> I guess it is for the Raiders too, but they're yeah. on the road. Like at home, back against the wall for the for the AFC South favorites. I was reading an athletic story on the Titans through two games, and the, the beat writer, I'm sorry, I don't know his name, um, was saying Derrick Henry does not look explosive. And it was also saying what I think everyone probably agrees with they have got to get Traylon Burks going I, they, I feel like Traylon Burks is their only chance they don't have any explosiveness it's got to be Henry and Burks I mean it's just like they need Burks and he's not playing enough he played like 50% of the snaps or something in week two get this guy on the field it's got to be well, you know might, might change some things Malik Willis <laughs> oh I don't know he didn't look ready but maybe uh yeah, I, I, I look. I know the Titans are easy, right? You guys are starting Derrick Henry, and and that's that's that. it. So we don't have to get into this discussion and have another hour and thirty minute show. But but if someone like to your point, I'm certain, maybe not, but I would expect that there were some people who dropped Traylon Burks this week to add somebody. And if Traylon Burks is on your waiver wire, I would like to have him on, the, on my bench. Absolutely, Traylon Burks is 72 percent rostered. Wasn't dropped in as many leagues as I thought. Okay, for the Raiders. Derek Carr, Heath, starter, sit. He's a low-end starter. I would start him over the uh, the future Hall of Fame quartet. <laughs> Wait, who's and, the quartet? Um, Matt Ryan? What? Matt Ryan, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. And that's probably... I would start... He's right in the same range as Tua and Wentz. I've gone back and forth with those three. Um, I'd start him over Trevor Lawrence. Uh, you know, feet to the fire here. Tua Tonga Vailoa or Derek Carr? Carr for me. It's probably Carr. Carr is a 5.3% touchdown rate, be the second highest of his career, and that's great. You know, hopefully Devontae Adams has something to do with that. Um, and Carr is behind Joe Burrow, though, for you guys, but just barely. Josh Jacobs is a number two running back, but for Heath, he's basically a number one running back. So go ahead and make the case one more time for Josh Jacobs. Yeah, I mean, there's very little, seems to be competition for him for rushing touches, and I don't know that this Titans defense is very good right now. Um, I think he's going to touch the ball somewhere between 15 and 20 times, and I don't believe he's going to continue getting this many touches without ever scoring a touchdown. They, It was so frustrating because I played Josh Jacobs in DFS last week, and they had two different times inside the three-yard line where they could have given it to him and just didn't. Um, I, I don't think they'll do that all year long. There's going to be some, some short yardage rushing touchdowns coming for him. I wonder when their patience starts to run thin with him, though. Yeah, I mean, is he is he doing something wrong? Well, he's not producing. He's not. He I don't hasn't know if been that's bad. Line thing. I don't know if that's a defensive thing. I, I I can't tell you. I'm just. I'm just. I mean, he's turned two catches into 28 yards. That's pretty great. And he's got what 120 yards on 29. I don't know. I you know I was watching him. I was watching him this morning. He's basically just a power back now. It doesn't seem like he has much burst. He's not going to rip off big plays. Um, but, you know, he's not doing a bad job, but his offensive line is not helping him. He's 42nd. Among running backs with 10 carries, 10 or more carries, Josh Jacobs is 42nd in yards before contact per rush. He is 10th in yards after contact per rush. 
Um, he's 28th in 12 in percentage of 12 plus yard runs. So and I don't think there's an saying that you think that like Josh Jacobs has lost a step. I think, you know, I felt like in his rookie year, he was a pretty explosive player. I don't know if all the injuries have caught up to him, but right now I'm just not really like, I don't, I don't, I hate to be the scout guy, but we're just that we just haven't seen an explosive player the last few years and we haven't seen it here. He's just kind of a, like a bulldozer. He's just like running into people and that's fine. He just is what he is. But I just think his upside is capped because he's not one. It's to basically really he's got to score. Big plays. I mean, if he yeah, scores a touchdown, of. you'll be fine with him. If he doesn't kind score, of. he's going to give you what he's been giving you. Uh, starter said Hunter Renfro if he plays. Sit no. Okay. Start Waller. Start Adams. And uh, DST in this game. Any interest? No. Sit the DSTs. No. Buffalo is at Miami. Okay. Buffalo against Miami. The last three seasons, they are six and zero. And they have scored 31 or more points in five of those six games. Is this a new Dolphins team? We'll find out. Uh, I'm going to make this game simple, at least on the Buffalo side. Start Allen, start Diggs. Gabe Davis, if he plays, start or sit? Must start. Start him if he plays. As long as he's fully healthy. Josh he's Jacobs questionable or... questionable all week in a game-time decision, I might not. Fair enough. Josh Jacobs or Gabe Davis? Davis. Davis if he's fully healthy. Okay, how about, um, De- no, okay, Bill's running back sit. Any running back in this game, Jamie? No. I mean, the Dolphins guys look like they're a little bit of a mess right now because Mostert's playing more than Edmonds and producing more than Edmonds. And Singletary, you know what you're getting, so no. Okay. Yeah. Man. Would you like to announce Eric Young's kind of move a- that he just made? Oh, did he make a trade? He made a move. What did he make? He made an ad drop. Oh. No, I don't need to. I don't feel compelled to announce. Yeah, kicker. Uh, okay, against my I, advice. in full PPR, I would start Edmonds over Singletary. Um, non PPR, Singletary is my favorite back in the game. I, this does feel like this should be a Chase Edmonds game, but last week should have been too. If this one's not, people might be dropping him. Okay, Tua is top twelve. He's a borderline top twelve guy. Keith, what do you expect from Tua Tungavailoa? Matthew Stafford scored nine fantasy points against this Bills team. Ryan Tannehill scored less than one fantasy point against this Bills team. This is this is undeniably, in my opinion, a tough call. What do you got? What do you think? I think he's going to throw forty plus pass attempts. He's probably going to throw a couple of interceptions. He's probably going to throw a couple of touchdowns. And it's gonna. It might come down to whether he gets over 300 yards or whether he gets that third touchdown. Um, it's going to be. A, I expect a volatile game from Tua. There may be a point where you're like, "Oh no," and then it's okay, or vice versa. What makes this so tough is the Bills' secondary, all the injuries. Uh, hopefully, we have a clearer picture after practice on Thursday. They just don't give you time. That's the problem. Is you know they're, yep. they're just. That defensive line, that defensive front is just on top of you, on top of the quarterback as soon as they step, drop back. And so if the Dolphins' line holds up, then they're going to make plays. But I would say this, though. If you've either drafted Tua or picked up Tua and he put up that monster number, the 50 points on your bench, and you play him this week and he struggles, don't use this as the barometer. Right. Because last week is not indicative, I think, of who he is. And this week is probably not going to be indicative for you. Now, if he has a good game this week, then, okay, all systems go. You're playing in the rest of the season probably. Uh, but if he has a bad game, don't don't let this sway you from maybe going back to him because those receivers are playing out of their minds. And if that continues, he's going to put up a lot of big numbers. The Bills open as three-and-a-half-point favorites. It's up to five-and-a-half, six. 
I see it at six and a half in one spot. So let's just call it. Xavier Howard missed practice. I wonder how that much has yeah. to do with it too. That would be a big deal for sure. Um, all right. And then uh, you're, st- I mean, you have to start Tyreek and Jalen Waddle, right? Yep. Of course. I don't think I'd use them. I'm not sure about DFS. I don't know what the prices are. Tyreek Hill has two terrible games against the Bills in the last couple of years and two amazing games against the Bills. The terrible ones were in the postseason, regular season. The amazing ones were in the postseason. Um, any interest in a tight end in this game? No. Uh, no. Bills DST. You just stick with them, even if you don't love them, right? Just stick with them this week. They're gonna get sacks. You know, I mean, that's kind of what they're they're gonna get you every week. I think. Yep. Yeah. All right, Dallas at the Giants. Woo! Yeah. Let's just talk about me going to the game. How excited I am. Uh. Sit Cooper Rush, sit Daniel Jones, Dallas. You know, Zeke and, Zeke and Pollard, if you look at the routes run and the third down snaps, it's pretty even, just in case you're curious. Zeke's at 36, Pollard at 27. On third down, Zeke's 13 snaps and Pollard 12 snaps. Uh, yeah, Another one of those games where week one was so wild, like for Pollard, where week one was so wildly different than week two. I just want to see what week three is. Like, because Pollard was not near as involved or good in week one. And then he was awesome and looked like everybody who said he was better than Zeke was right last week. Oh, I, I, I do want to have confidence in Zeke and you guys, Jamie, you have more confidence than Heath does. Heath has him about round 21 to 24, depending on the format. You're around 15, 16 on Ezekiel Elliott. I get it. I think the Leonard Williams injury is a, is a big deal. He's unlikely to play. Um, yeah. And you want to expand a little bit here? I think this is a game Dallas can win. You know, I mean, the Giants have obviously, you know, played very well through the two weeks, but um, I do think that this is, uh, you know, based on how the Dallas defense has been playing and how they should be able to, you know, contain, for the most part, this Giants offense, I think there's going to be an opportunity for the Cowboys to play with the lead and Zeke running the ball against the Leonard Williams' less defense. I like that. So I think he's going to be back in the 15-carry range. Um, we'll probably have a couple of catches. I think he scores. He obviously has a tremendous history against the Giants. Um, so I, I, I don't... If you tell me Leonard Williams plays, and, and I mean, he's got what, an Ironman streak going of a 100 plus game starter, right? Something like that. Um, Probably not that many, but maybe. Yeah, he, he's, he's always. It's pretty played. significant. He always plays Leonard Williams. So, you know, they haven't ruled him out yet, which is pretty amazing given the, the, the caliber of injury of sprained MCL. Oh, yeah, you're right. 114 um, games. Holy cow. I thought I read that, yeah. Um, so, you know, if, he, if he's out, then that, if, I'm sorry, if he's in, then I will drop Zeke. But, you know, we're not going to know that until later today or tomorrow. And maybe not even. So yeah, we won't. Know, yeah, right. they have the later practice reports because they have the Monday game, so we won't know that for a while. Uh, and Heath, a little, just kind of a borderline number two on Zeke. Yeah, it's um, like it's hard to say that this Giants defense is terrible, and it's hard to say that the that Zeke is good. So it's it's a it's kind of a if I don't have anyone better, then I will start him. I'd certainly start him over Edmonds and Singletary from the game we just talked about. I'd start him over both Jacksonville running backs. But I do prefer Clyde and Josh Jacobs over him. CD I Lamb. think the one thing, like if you're if you are curious about the Williams injury and how that might change things for you, the only guy that you would probably consider tonight would be Hunt because you're starting Chubb and Harris most likely over over Zeke. Yeah, I don't know that the Leonard Williams injury should matter that much to you. You should probably just I would assume you just start Zeke over Hunt, right? I mean, I mean I would, but you know I mean look, Hunt has been better through two games, so yeah. you know if you have that choice. Yeah, but you Heath, you have Zeke ranked ahead of Kareem Hunt. I do. 
Okay. CeeDee Lamb is top 17 for everybody in both formats. Uh, you could start Amonra St. Brown over him, I assume. Uh, yes. How about Christian Kirk or CeeDee Lamb? Kirk. Lamb. What did you say? Jamie said Kirk and Heath said Lamb? Yep. I bet they're pretty close, though, so should start him. Uh, all right. What about a number two Dallas wide receiver? Heath, any interest in Noah Brown or Michael Gallup? Uh, really just a boom bust flex in a, in a deeper situation. Probably not even a first flex, more of a second flex situation. I'd, I'd rather not. Start Barkley. Try to sit Shepard. He's a number three. Is Shepard the second best wide receiver in this game? Yes. Yep. And that's it. Dallas DST, they are going to sack Daniel Jones at least 12 times. So you should probably start the Dallas DST. How many sacks for Micah Parsons? I'm going to say two. He's going to go up against Evan Neal, rookie right tackle. He's going to have at least two. I, he gets like the over two sacks, two and a, a strip sack, yeah, and be ugly. a touchdown. You know what the Daniel spread Jones is? doesn't fumble. <laughs> By the way, Jamie, we both loved the uh, Daniel Jones over half an interception last week, and he, he went under. He didn't throw one. He threw a ball right into someone's hands. Should have been a pick six, and uh, it was dropped. Spread in this game started. He wants to do it. Yeah, he does. Started at Cowboys minus three. The Giants are now a one point favorite. That's a mistake. Giants, Cowboys are going to win this game. We are out of here. Hope I'm wrong about that. We are out of here, everybody. I will. Did talk- the Cowboys win this game? Or the, I mean, if the Giants win this game, are they a playoff team? No. Absolutely not. Or it'll take until we get to six and two, as I've predicted, and then Adam will be all the way in, and then they will lose six of their next. <laughs> Eight games. He's already gotten the best game he's seen in the last five years. The Titans game? Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, the Super Bowl. Okay, uh, we're out of here, everybody. Thank you very much, and we'll talk to you. we got a live stream at 2, thir- or 2 o'clock, 2 o'clock p.m. Eastern on YouTube, youtube.com slash today. We'll talk to you then. For Jamie and Heath, I'm Adam. Yeah. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.